Hey, it's Bill Simmons. The NFL playoffs are in full swing, and the Ringer NFL Show has you covered for all your pro football needs. Sunday night, get Michael Lombardi and Tate Frazier's rapid reactions on GM Street. On Tuesdays, the Ringer NFL Show with Robert Mays, Kevin Clark, and regular guest Danny Kelly break down all the biggest angles on Wednesday. GM Street again on Thursdays. Clark, Mays, and Danny are back at it again. And on Friday, GM Street's Friday Focus gives you all the insight you need for gambling, fantasy, and everything else. Don't forget about my podcast, too, on Mondays. The BS Podcast, Cousin Sal and I playing Guest Alliance. More importantly, The Ringer NFL Show. Subscribe right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? It's your girl, WWE Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE Superstar Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to The Masked Man Show. And you are listening to The Masked Man Show. And you're listening to The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. This is Dave Schilling, but I don't really care about that. We, today we have a very special guest, Skylar Austin. What's going on, How man? How you doing, man? I'm great. Um, legendary wrestling fan. Yeah. How and many I, times? And a legendary listener of the Mask Man Show. Look at I this. Appreciate that. We got a Mark really over here. Appreciate that. Skylar Austin, welcome to the Mask Man Show. How many times have you, your, How yeah. many times have they let you sit ringside at WWE events? Uh, I went to a Raw. It's it's been. Since uh, I met Stephanie, it's been every time I've asked, which has only been twice. It was SummerSlam right. and Raw February 20th uh, last year. Have you been on the show? No. But okay. the first time I went, I like pitched something hard because I did not know how like the backstage politics work there. <laughs> so I think I like pitched something to Stephanie. Oh, no. Because I tried. <laughs> well, I just explained to her what I had been pitching for the previous month to like this woman, Joylin, who deals with like celebrity relations. Uh-huh. And it was when uh, Sammy was like a white need baby face and was feuding with Samoa Joe. And I had this whole thing where Samoa Joe does it was it was actually pretty it was a good way to get me on raw lay it without, on me without, let's hear the story oh man it's 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 it all makes no <laughs> sense now because in hindsight like none of these storylines are active but it was, it was something along the lines of i do like a backstage spiel with stephanie how i'm a huge fan it picks up where we left off her and i on twitter because like i famously uh told some story where i lost my figures all of my wrestling figures so she replaced them um oh. so she sent me this really nice care package and it was this nice thing on Twitter. But then uh, one time I said something about Seth Rollins, who was one of my favorites at the time. And she in kayfabe was just like, you should really be more of a you know, corporation guy or something like that. So whatever. <laughs> so, you know, I, I exchanged some things with her in kayfabe. And then like I thought that it would be organic on Raw to, you know, remind people of the inter- interaction. Then I then I just tell Stephanie, hey, um, you know, I'm a really big fan of like Sammy Zayn and all the baby faces and she says I will uh I'll let you like sit in on commentary or something like that so before I do that I'm like stopping off and I'm just saying how excited I am and then Samoa Joe comes out who by the way was on like a path of destruction at that time just like sure. beating up cameramen popcorn stand people Sami Zayn whoever was in his in his way so I thought it was just an organic way to him to just come out just destroy me give me try to give me one Samoan drop but Sami Zayn makes the save because at that point Sami had been off TV for a week so it was just a way to get them back using me and then I'm just you know 
Trying to get yourself over, man. <laughs> I mean, and they were like, here's the deal. Well, <laughs> enjoy your like <laughs> your ringside seats. Maybe we'll have you do something on a house show in the future, and then we'll see where we stand. Wow. So so it was a good it was a good way to get the If ball they rolling. said okay, but Samojo's really gonna Samojop you through the announce table, would you would you I'd have to. Yeah. I'd absolutely. Yeah. I mean, would he land on me? Yes. Oh yeah. It's gonna hurt. So I'd probably break a few ribs, right? Yeah. I mean, it depends. I think I didn't really have work lined up for the next month, so yes. <laughs> That's I mean, great. If, if he could take care of me the way Kurt Angle was taking care of his most recent, like by Braun Strowman going through the table, yeah. you know, gingerly laid down on the, on, on the table, I would do it. Um, if, they, if, if it was like a, a Dudley Boys powerbombing Mae Young off the, off the uh, entrance ramp moment, very, very safe, lots of padding. Bubba Ray did go with her on that, oh, took yeah. the seat. That's she right. she overshot the the table by just a hair. Yeah, that's one of the WWE's uh, top ten Raw moments of all time, which we will touch on later on because the twenty fifth anniversary of Raw is next week. Before we get into reminiscence, let's run over a few news items from this week. Number one, as I said, and we before we start we came on the air, it seems like a year ago, but Paige uh, Paige's in ring career is apparently over. She got. Kicked in the back of the head by Sasha Banks. No, no hate on Sasha. Uh, it's just a weird little, like, totally glitchy spot. But apparently it just revealed that Paige, uh, you know, is much more injured, was much more injured even before she came back. I mean, I, I, my, my first reaction, I'm not a doctor, was it remind, reminded me a lot of Edge. Hmm. And then Edge always reminded me a lot of Michael Irvin, famous Dallas Cowboy receiver, when you just, like, get hurt. But then the doctors look at you and they're just like, oh, wait, you should have never been out there. Like, right. how, did we right. not, how did we not see this very obvious thing before? Well, a lot of the rumors have been that Paige was told by outside doctors, don't ever wrestle again. Mm. And then the WWE doctor said, you're fine. So she's working a full touring schedule yeah. with this messed up neck. Why not just have her not work house shows? Which is interesting because that seems to be the opposite case with Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. where the WWE, I think it's a bit of a PR situation too, where they want to, Daniel Bryan so publicly is not, is not able to perform in the ring. Yeah. Paige, it was kind of unclear. She wasn't with the company. There were some other issues with the wellness policy that was surrounding her. So they were like, eh, let's let's give her a faction. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then a week later, she's she's done. I mean, I'm sure part of the calculus with Daniel Bryan, I'm sure number one is keeping him healthy, but part of it is just like the fact that they said he can't wrestle. It became so public that you can't just like take that back. That said, um, one of the betting sites that had, had uh, odds on the Rumble um, said Daniel Bryan just skyrocketed to like the be- the like the most likely winner of the Rumble yesterday, the day before, something like That's that. That's insane. But but those as, sites are so. I mean, it's so easy to okay. gimmick that. Just get a place, sure. couple of bets. But let's remember, last year or two years ago now, Survivor Series, we were sitting around in this room filming a live stream, and so, I think it was you who said, "Oh, all the betting sites are saying Goldberg is going to beat Lesnar." Yeah, and then Goldberg beats Lesnar even though no one was talking about it at that time. So maybe there's some validity to this. Now, the, 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 the betting sites have, have uh, you know, shown the future in the past. Anyway, Paige is only 25 years old. Um, but I've been wrestling since she was 13? Sure. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to get too melancholy about the whole thing. She's still on TV. She's going to mm-hmm. be managing the whatever her crew is called. The Riot Squad. The Riot Squad. Yeah. Uh, The Riot Lucian. Yeah. (laughs) She'll she'll be with them for a while, and I'm sure she'll, you know, stick around for the immediate future at least, probably, you know, as long as she, as long as they can figure out something for her to do. That said, you know, 
for everybody booking her, fantasy booking her into announce table roles or, or you know, as a manager or whatever else. I mean, she's 25. Right. She yeah. can do whatever she wants in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, she, she has she one. She could even join Balor Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has one very specific skill set that's like she's one of the best in the world at it, and she can't do that anymore. But she, it's not like she's, you know, going to have to go be like, you know, a used car salesman somewhere. I mean, she could, she, there's a lot of opportunities in the world. Yeah. I guess, you know, you look back at people who were cut down in their prime, so to speak, and she's not Magnum TA. Like, no. what was Magnum TA going to do? Besides, I guess, maybe working on cars or something back in the 80s. Yeah, Magnum T.A. was like partially paralyzed. Like he was real, he was really messed up. Yeah, but, you know, she can't even take a bump. Well, yeah. they also the have that movie thing. coming out, you know, based yeah. on yeah. her. I know they want to keep her around the company for that promotion since it was done through The Rock's company. Actually, they filmed one of the scenes, that Raw that I was there. Oh, so yeah. back to that Raw when I was talking to Stephanie. No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I just launched. <laughs> There's one thing I just remembered. Um, no, but I mean, I th- I, I'm sure that they'll keep her around. And I'm sure she'll, you know, have some freedom to, to have some fun at WWE and try out some different things. But I mean, it's like so easy. If you're going to fantasy book, you can so easy to fantasy book her into like any kind of like hosting gig. You know what I mean? Any For any like nerd show in the world. You she know, could I mean, be like she, Renee Young's heel. Yeah, yeah that would be there great. you go. Um, Paige is out, which is really sad. Everybody knows how, how uh, brokenhearted I must be right now. But um, also, if she wants to be the new co-host in the Masked Man show, Schilling, you're gone, just for the record. That's fine. I understand. Um, I absolutely understand that. <laughs> Paige is out. But there's a lot of new faces that have just been signed by WWE. This week has been really big for um, WWE pillaging the indie wrestling ranks. Somebody had some stat up that like, I think this was on Reddit, that that like 16 of the 24 competitors at like BOLA 2015 or 2016 are now WWE employees. I mean, just like an insane number. So this week, um, who did we sign? Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. Uh, I think I called that one back when, when they were when yeah. they leaking it. Ricochet. Mm-hmm. War That's, Machine. Yep. Are those the are those the all the names? Were and there then more? there are rumors that they're getting Lashley back and uh, EC3. Oh, right. From, yeah. yeah. From Impact. Wow. From Global Force Impact TNA. Yeah, because they all, they all said their goodbyes uh, on the most recent Impact tapings. Lashley uh, uh, kind of went on record to say that his, his run in the, in the WWE isn't, uh, is far from over, and he and Vince have like a very good relationship. I think he and Triple H even have a very good relationship. So can you imagine if Bobby Lashley is an entrant in the Royal Rumble? That would be kind of cool. I think he has a booking or something. Oh, does some he? reason why he can't. Um, but I would pop for that. I was just sure. watching the 2006 uh, Royal Rumble, and he has a big sort of like diesel spot in there and uh, throws a bunch of people out and you know shows off his giant muscles and all that just stuff. Just have giant muscles. Yeah. I was never the biggest Lashley fan, although I found myself enjoying some of his TNA work just because I don't know why. If I'm, <laughs> I'm never like jumping out of my chair to watch TNA, but when, when I sit down and watch it, it was always such a nice change of pace. Well, he says that he he really like when he was in the WWE, he was so young, he was so green, mm-hmm. and, and he really came into his own in TNA, and now wants to bring that kind of uh, um, experience back. Well, they threw him into like the biggest angle of that decade when he wasn't ready. You know, Trump versus McMahon. Say what you want about Donald Trump or or how that angle turned out. It was huge box office, and it should be on that list when uh, Trump bought Raw. Remember that. How's that not on the list? Two things famously mm. off the list. Brian Pillman pulling the gun on Austin and our commander in chief <laughs> <to> <laughs> buying it. Who thought that Vince actually died in the explosion? Yeah. 
Lord have mercy. I, I just don't, I, 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 it's, it's also strange. It seems like they, this is the actual, this is the moment to go in on Trump, WWE going, I mean, they should, they should celebrate the fact that they had him on TV. Sure. sure. I think they want to be so careful with Linda being in his cabinet and true. just, you know, not losing, not getting NFL'd. Right. Um, so, uh, War Machine, I, I mean, is, they're awesome. If, if you've watched any of their stuff in Japan, you know that they're really, really good. I said it before that we've got suddenly have a whole lot of just a whole lot of beef in mm-hmm. NXT and in WWE proper. I mean, when they start calling guys up, they're going to have to have like a cruiserweight tag division, too, because suddenly real. we have like four tag teams that are over 600 pounds. If, um, if, yeah, sorry. You, oh, no, I, I mean, you've got say. so many bruisers even already on Raw. You have Dash and Dawson vying for their spot. You yeah. got the club and then you got Authors of Pain. You got Sanity. And now you got all these people coming in. You should just have a bruiserweight tag division. Yeah, if it was up to me, I would call up Authors of Pain as soon as possible, at least around WrestleMania, and then save that War Machine Authors of Pain match for a big show. Don't yeah. put them together in NXT. Save that's money. Save mm-hmm. it for WrestleMania, SummerSlam, yeah. Royal Rumble. They do. They do have the the, the potential to keep them on separate brands and ha- and do some sort of like minor, like smaller version of. Demolition versus Legion of Doom, sort yeah. of just like we want to see, we, you know, build, have the fans demand it. Right. And then at some point, Survivor Series next year or whatever, you can, mm-hmm. you can roll that out. Yeah. Not that I'm vying for more multi uh, people matches, but mm-hmm. I, I also do think that the era of the true factions, not just these trios, yeah. it would be nice with all of this muscle for the authors of pain to be muscle for an already, uh, you know, a faction. Totally agree. Maybe even, you know, if people are, people are saying or speculating that there's a new faction maybe being formed between Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. What if the authors of pain come even become enforcers for them? Or uh, who else would go well with them? I mean, yeah. Put them with the Miz. Yeah. Let him cut their promos. That's a good idea. Yeah. Put like them in, the Mistourage should be deep. But, you know yeah. what I mean? These should be deep factions. So yeah. when they go at each other at a true war games match or whatever it is, you know, yeah. they, it, hell in a cell with like just like just big bodies going around. I mean, now we're in like a real clash of champions, like a clash of giants even. Yeah. Great I, balls of fire. I'm just going to say all the pay-per-views. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, Candice LeRae and, and Ricochet are both huge talents. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they use them. I, I I assume Candice LeRae will be in the Women's Rumble, although there's been some conflicting reports about that. Well, she'd be a good be a good pop. They're one person down with Paige out, and they're already, you know, looking like they're going to need to call up people. I or think they're going to need. I think I think they officially said nine people from NXT will be in the match. Did they really? Yeah, I mean, um, that's maybe still I just read it and six it was open spots for for you know uh, uh, the nostalgia. Yeah. Acts. Well, guys. Uh, there's a little talent you might be familiar with. It's going to be on Raw 25. Her name is Trish Stratus. Yeah. Maybe Trish Stratus will The number Stratus of people, files. we had, we had um, Bruce on last week, mm-hmm. and he was surprised to find out he was going to be on Raw 25. Now, this, I mean, the, the number of special guests is now up to like 400. I mean, Jericho's coming straight from the Tokyo Dome. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, Naito might invade Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I... I can't betray the trust of Nick Mundy, who was who was here last week, but he did not say anything. He knows, you know, he knows a lot about what Jericho's doing, and he was not aware of this. 
I know some stuff. I think you know the same stuff that I know. Yeah. But uh, you can't. Oh, you're can't doing something that you rarely do on this podcast. It's saying you're inside baseball. Now, at least I get to find out. Typically, we don't even mention that we know things. <laughs> yeah. We just know them and don't mention exactly. them on the show. But he started this. And, and, and then you start to fantasy book. But truly, you kind of just know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Which brings me to my next point, Elias. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the you way, can... real, real quick side note on Elias. Go before ahead. we get to our next point. I love the incorporation of color into his gear this week um also the fact that he's kind of just an unofficial member of the misturage yes. or, or more like uh, you know he just introduces them but uh, it, seeing elias in that color it gave me a thought if he can make his um gear like 40 percent more macho man uh-huh. you have a singles superstar in your yeah. hands because he's already so over i think he should be feuding with cena yeah truly uh and uh I, mean, I, I, I didn't I didn't even see it until I kind of saw it and was like, yeah, this guy had like a pink, red, like, you know, ostentatious kind of boa, you know, the way that, you uh-huh. know, I don't know about the full Macho Man hat, but just like maybe 30% more Macho Man. It's a little more flash for Elias. There is there is a lack of that in WWE right yeah. now. Besides, you know, your Baileys, the women, you know, tend to get the colorful gear and sure. the colorful hair and all that stuff. But you go down the line of, of dudes in WWE, other than Mojo Raleigh, who's really wearing anything other than black? Well, uh, both Bobby Roode and Jinder Mahal were wearing blue in their <laughs> U.S. title match on Tuesday night, and that was weirdly that that, that stuck out. That with the <laughs> with the blue ropes, it was like we get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get to that uh, before we do a couple other things. Um, you have any ricochet thoughts? Anything that the photo that you saw that old photo that was floating around of him in Triple H back like. 15 years ago or something. Yeah. That was one of no, the I greatest things that. I've ever seen. Triple H still had the ponytail and Ricochet had this like mop of long hair that was just really bizarre. And he was like 12 years old. I mean, he was older than that, but he, it was very strange. Rick, Ricochet is one of the most talented in-ring performers of his generation. Not a great promo. That's okay. So we'll see him on 205 exactly. Live. Exactly. It's unfortunate, he's but that's th- definitely where he's going, right? And I think he he's that, I think he's even in the Indies build is under 200 pounds. Yeah. So it's not that won't be a stretch, although he's he's really really great and I, I things I've said it a million times, but if they had just if they had just signed him 6 years ago and put him under a mask, there would have been a he would he could have been huge. Imagine if you will. WrestleMania this year, Ricochet, Neville for the Cruiserweight title. That'd be great. Give them 30 minutes to just do their thing. Mm-hmm. That that's, will never happen. No. That's a New Japan-style situation yeah, you got going I on know. there. Um, let's talk about the U.S. title match. We had the semifinals were on SmackDown, and then that Im- immediately it became, they, they, they announced sort of on the fly that they were just going to go ahead and have the U.S. title final match between Bobby Roode and, uh, and Jinder Mahal. It was the main event. Bobby Roode won. Um, a lot of us, I think, were expecting Jinder Mahal to win. This whole thing felt very shotgun. I mean, I know it was like the show was planned. It was as if it as happened we, in one night. Yeah, but it does feel... But this match, the finals were already announced for the Royal Rumble. So they pulled that off. Now, I don't know if they're going to have a rematch or if they're just, they already just decided we're not going to have enough time at the Rumble. So that's why they did it last night. Oh. It, was all, it, it seemed very odd. One wonders why they would feel that way since they don't really like time the shows out this far in advance other than the fact that they know that they have two hours to fill with two Royal Rumble matches. That's it. Yeah. Maybe that's just like, oh, we only need like three matches. We don't need, you know, five matches. 
Yeah. Well, think about it. You have the two out of three fall. You have both tag teams being defended. You have two Royal Rumbles. You have the main event. You have... Is there an Intercontinental? I don't think so. Not which is good. yet. No. I don't think there should be because I think Raw 25... That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think Roman drops the belt back to Miz? I would like him to, due to some chicanery, maybe. There you go. Get that. Get that. Some Jason in there. Jordan chicanery. Yeah, I'm. I'm suddenly worried that the Jason that they're pulling the trigger on Jason Jordan a little bit too quickly now. I mean, he's very clearly in it to destroy I the shield love or something. It. I personally love oh, it. Oh no, I love it too. Yeah. I just I did I didn't I'm not but, know if I'm ready for it. But I think I think there's still a layer of subtlety. I mean, maybe I'm just like eat uh, you know, eating the soup that they're blowing on for me, yeah. but I I really appreciate uh the way that now he is displaying his entitlement and his nepotism uh, backstage uh, he's doing booking now. Yeah. So he's that guy who was the point guard on the team because his dad was the Austin coach. Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> It's okay to say it on the show. Wow, (laughs) wow! I can't. I wonder how long it is before Vince does the the, does like the Clippers Rockets backstage brawl as part of a raw angle. Oh, I love it. The heel and babyface locker rooms were connected by a tunnel. (laughs) Oh Um, gosh! So yeah, so so with the Rumble, yeah, we have seven matches already announced: the the Men's Rumble, the Women's Rumble, the Lesnar Strowman Kane match, the Styles Owen Zayn match, um, Rollins and Jordan versus the Bar. Usos versus Gable and Benjamin and Enzo versus Cedric Alexander. Um, and even if one or two of those matches gets bumped to a pre-show, that's... Enzo will match. certainly be yeah. on the pre-show. What's the deal? Is he actually injured? Um, He was actually sick mm-hmm. when sure. they were pulling the... I don't know if he's hurt. Uh, the, the limp, you know, anyone can fake a limp, but like, and, and, and you know... It's one of those Seth Rollins things where you're just like, no, his knee is messed up. That's why he's always clutching it. But also, um, Enzo had a very real reaction when he went down. I mean, there was some nuance in that, that that if he was acting, kudos to him. I think one of the things he does do well is he sells well. I mean, a lot of people complain about him ragdolling and whatnot, but I believe when he's in pain, when he's trying to emote and show pain. So, But he was screaming, not now, not now, not now, which I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like that's something that the character would say. That seems like something that that guy on Instagram would say. That's the perfect way to work the audience is to say the things that you know people would say when they were really injured. Such a such a basic fan right now. Your whole fan base is like, yeah, man, that's the nuance of... of- You're a mark. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a stack card. It's four hours, um, but WWE has a habit of overfilling every major pay-per-view just because they want to get everybody a payday. So we'll see how they time it out. The payday, Do we even know if the payday still exists? Yeah, you get extra money for DVD sales, uh, right. which is a, still a thing, apparently, because uh, that was one of the complaints Austin Aries had about being bumped from the WrestleMania card is the WrestleMania DVD every year is a big seller, and you don't get a taste of that if you're not on the main card. Yeah. A DVD. They do say they still do those first looks on the network, and you're like, "What? Why am I only seeing 20 minutes of this?" Because there are people who still go to Redbox or buy DVDs from Best Buy or Walmart or what have yeah, you. I, so. I don't want to stereotype the wrestling audience, but it's they're the rest. still DVD buying mouth readers, you know? Yeah, DVD people. <laughs> um, so anyway, we have a, so Bobby Roode's our champ. We, there's more on SmackDown we could talk about, but I'll, I don't know how much you want to talk about <laughs> selfie iPhone videos to hype up Royal, the Royal Rumbles. Not that much. Uh, it was really, the show was built around the tournament. 
and for the sake of keeping a lot of guys off the show so they don't have to work uh, and keeping Shinsuke from having to work twice makes sense. Just I do think, the tournament. Oh, because of the mixed match, mixed match challenge. That's a hard thing to say, isn't it? The MMC? The, the mixed, mixed match, match challenge. challenge. Um, I think that uh, um, a SmackDown without Kevin and Sammy and a prominent Rusev Day segment is no SmackDown to me. 100% yeah. agree. I, I will say that the the uh, Kevin and Sammy video package, hyping up the match was a stellar video package, um, but it was only by like just just random that I didn't fast forward through it because it was the remote control was on the other side of the coffee table. I personally was getting crunk because I thought that they were about to hit their yeah. music. Yeah. Um, AJ's promo to, was it to start the show was not spectacular. Cammy is not over. Cammy is not going to happen. Oh, it probably will happen. It'll happen for two and a half weeks. They're going to say it a lot and then it'll have to get over. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's how it works. Yep. 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 Cammy. No. no. Seven. I guess they can't, they can't take seven. I mean, uh, it's better than Cammy. Seven was a Dustin uh, Rhodes gimmick yeah, in WCW. <laughs> um, but anyway, we have a new U.S. champion. It's Bobby Roode. Who knows if he'll be, de- probably won't be defending at the Royal Rumble. Maybe we're just going to slow burn this to WrestleMania where he'll take on Ziggler slash Jinder Mahal. Put him in the Rumble. Put those guys in the Rumble. No, no, they'll be in the Rumble. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It's like it's just, It makes more sense to have fewer um, title matches fewer undercard matches, and put more star power into the Royal Rumble match. Well, I itself. think we'll see a lot of the guys who are already on the card in the Rumble. Yeah, I hate that. I hate when they double dip. Like no, but no one you, from the main on. event, but... If I you're mean, in kayfabe, if you're Seth Rollins, you're, you want to be in the Rumble, too. Seth Rollins, I could see Jason Troy. I could see the bar both randomly being in there. Mm-hmm. They do, and then every year we kind of do this math, and then it ends up being like one member of the bar, you mm-hmm. know, or just some weird, you know, it's they, they, you, you get to thirty really quickly in the men's rumble. Yeah, looks like Especially one of the one of the Usos is coming straight from the penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine, right? Yeah, like, he was on the show. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. It wasn't a good look, but I don't think he's getting punished, which yeah. is an interesting thing to not punish him for that. There's also some Roman Reigns stuff that we won't go into deep on because I really have no concept of how significant it is, but some guy like apparently some dude who was in busted for selling PEDs named Roman Reigns. Look, man, that's one of those things where you can't really like tag him for it until you know if he actually did it. I think you. I know, don't. I, don't I think you know automatically it. since he went over Cena. That was the rite of passage. <laughs> that, he gained that spot. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it's. I don't. I don't. It doesn't. It it's doesn't a matter tricky to me. topic. Let's um, move along. That's <laughs> not that tricky. Uh, a couple of raw notes. The curb stomp is back. Yes, it's called the blackout, which was its original name when he was Tyler Black in NXT, or in the Indies. Um, I loved after he hit it. He did that that helpless look around to the audience of what should yeah. I do? Should I pin him? Also, did you just see what I just did? Am I allowed to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Is Vince going to come out right now and scold me? It's absolutely great. You know, I honestly, until they brought it back with a new name, I honestly thought, I, I didn't believe that the issue was ever the name of the move. You I just thought the concussion it, aspects? I just think it's too easy of a move for kids to do. I, I don't it, care. Yeah, kids a, shouldn't, like. Kids be, could do a pedigree like that. I know, it but was there's the a, it's fact a, that Vince saw, Vince finally found out what it, an curb actual stomp curb was. stomp was, what the reference was from. He watched American stuff. History X. He watched American History X. Goddamn, pal, this movie's great. <laughs> wow, they go the hard way in that one. Uh, but apparently, uh, apparently that, that's, he like learned of it and, and it just got nixed. Just like when he finally heard Seth Rollins' music and, and didn't like the pause and decided to put Burn It Down in there yeah. arbitrarily. Um, 
Well, maybe not. I mean, Vince has been Vince is not on the road like he used to be. Apparently, right? Yeah. Maybe well, they're maybe they're just sneaking it in. Maybe, maybe. I mean that that knee strike was repug. And his other finisher, yeah, the little ripcord thing. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I hated it. That was the setup for another move. It never felt like a real finisher. Um, Braun Strowman uh, flipped over a semi truck. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Twelve million dollar truck. He better <laughs> like start collecting pennies because he's he's on the hook for that thing. Do you think this is why Vince like cashed out his stock options so he could go buy a semi truck? <laughs> I actually got a text yeah. from a friend who who asked me, "Was there an engine in that truck when he tipped it over?" I'm like, probably not. He, and also, like, he didn't tip it over. Yeah, they had yeah, a machine. That was a hydraulic. For him. I mean, come on. There was like eight angles on that. Oh thing. yeah, the expendable GoPros. stunt coordinator set that up for two days. Yeah, come on. In that warehouse. Also, those extras slash are those really the people in the truck? Because they were no, definitely not. Kevin active. Dunn was on TV. Was that Kevin yeah. Dunn? Okay. Kevin, yeah, that was that was the biggest moment of Raw. I totally forgot. Was that his first time being on Raw? Probably not. What, in Twenty-five that photo, years. The one photo of him that everybody had, like the one existing photo of Kevin Dunn, is him sitting in the. Or is him in the boot? I mean, he's in the in, truck. He's in video one, the like edit suite that they had. But I don't Stanford, think that was a, that wasn't on an episode of TV. No, no, I think that was just a promotional photo or like a company photo. <sighs> it's really big for Kevin Dunn. Yeah, and for wrestling huge. fans everywhere. And for chocolate cake. I think it was... <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite moment of the whole thing. Because they set it up so well to be that classic WWE, like, ha, 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 there's food in his face. Yeah. And then my man just takes a slice. He's got to he's gotta eat cake. <laughs> Uh, the yeah I mean I thought the semi was really great I think that now we're just like expectations are getting so high mm-hmm. I mean is he just gonna just gonna like implode the wait what is, where is Wrestlemania the Silver Dome no the Super Superdome that's a joke right yeah. you're talking about Hogan the uh, no but is he just gonna like is it's gonna like tip over the stadium at Wrestlemania just like what could the they ring. possibly do he's gonna have to eat the Smoothie King Center next door he's gonna have to eat the whole <laughs> arena and just um, I thought it was a smoothie. Yeah, it's gonna it'll it'll be interesting to see where they take this because Strowman is. Yeah, he has to destroy something at WrestleMania. Yeah, who is he wrestling at WrestleMania? I don't want to get too far off topic because we have to talk about Raw twenty five moments, but who he wrestles at WrestleMania is very important to his push and his character and all that stuff. Samoa Joe, I if mean, he's Samoa healthy, Joe's calling out uh, Cena, and I don't know the extent of Samoa Joe's injury. Yeah, I don't think we anybody knows yet. But well, I, Cena but, and Taker, they're going to announce that at Raw 25. Yeah. Triple H is my pick. For Samoa Joe? No, for, for Strowman. Oh, yeah. I can see that being a match where Triple H can sell for him, but also is big enough and intimidating enough to make it look like a good good fight. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that booking. They kind of no set belt, it up. At, no belt. They kind of set it up at Survivor Series too, and of course, never, never paid that off with anything. After that, um, I feel like though. I mean, I guess that is a big match. Mm-hmm. Like in any in, in any town in the any town in America, Triple H versus Braun Strowman's a big match. I think Samoa Joe versus Cena is a big match too. And there have been rumors about the Undertaker coming back. But I was talking to Ringer editor in chief Sean Finnessy about WrestleMania, and he was like, "So what's the big match?" And I was like, "I don't actually know." Yeah, there really isn't one. No. I, mean, I mean, there's Braun. Uh, excuse me, there's Brock Roman. You know, if if they rematch. go with Brock Roman, that's a big match in wrestling terms. But I don't know. It's sure. not the thing that you put on the poster and non-fans get excited about it. Yeah, because we've seen it. Yeah, I mean, you have uh, Triple H. You know, Cena isn't Taker? It, yeah. Cena Taker's a poster that people will recognize. 100%. Yeah. 
that's the one, I guess. I guess that's <laughs> the map. As much as I don't want to see marks everywhere, just my, kick the dirt. My, my fantasy booking this week was to have Rousey, Ronda Rousey, enter the Women's Rumble win, and then just call out Brock Lesnar and have a Lesnar Rousey main event at WrestleMania. Just, I, I love it. It's the one match that WWE can give you that UFC Conor, can't. Conor McGregor, special guest referee. Yeah. Oh my God. You'll do nothing. That would be so great. All right. So. Next week, though, was Raw 25. We talked Correct. about, I just mentioned Undertaker. He's going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Which is... Everyone who's ever wrestled for WWE is going to be there. But but why? In what capacity? Yeah, that's just it. It's like, what, like why would you announce The Undertaker ahead of time? I guess so everybody will watch. But. Yeah, so what I've heard is that all the legends are going to be at the Manhattan Center. And that show is going to last longer than the hour or whatever they're spending on USA Network. There's going to be three hours there or something because there's two hours on the network from Manhattan Center and then you're going to jump back and forth once Raw starts. So I guess you're just going to cram as many of those guys and gals onto the show as possible at Manhattan Center and then Barclays is where yeah. the regular well, stuff Are is they going to have like a Tatanka, Bob Backlund dark match? I mean, well, oh, how are they going to yeah. keep those people entertained? And also they should do that. Yeah, 2006 Rumble, Tatanka comes out and lasts for a long time. Yeah. Well, and he is thick in that match. Speaking of Tatanka, not actually speaking of Tatanka, <laughs> Raw, uh, WWE did their top 25 moments of Raw, announced a bunch of them online, and then they had a show after, was it after SmackDown or after? After Raw on the network, after SmackDown on USA. Right. Uh, hosted by my dear, dear friend. Pretty good Peter Rosenberg. Um, great work by Rosenberg. Shout out to that guy. Let's run down the, uh, do you want to run down the top 10? Yeah. Number 10. According to the WWE Universe, was John Cena coming to Raw as the number one draft pick June 6th, 2005. Oh, Chilling is shaking his head in disgust. I a thousand percent disagree. Okay, that was cool. Like, oh, John Cena is going to be on Raw, whatever. John Cena had been on SmackDown his whole career, basically, mm-hmm. right? To that point. And that was kind of anointing him as the, the, the top guy. Yes. But there's a million other things that are cooler than that. I don't want to name them because they might be on the list as we keep going, but... Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of a... I know WWE Universe, quote-unquote, voted on this, but there's definitely a little bit of... You got to... I mean, you, every like one through ten can't be Steve Austin driving a different vehicle to the ring. Sure. So they they, they had to kind of mix it up some. And, and John Cena needs a, needs a top ten entry, and I think that's it for him. I, I mean, his wrong. promo with Reigns, actually, just this past year was... Really great. pretty great too. So the pipe bombs in here too. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, that's, that's number that's the, two. Yeah. That was shocking. Yeah. That's the greatest Cena moment. Well, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Number nine, which I think this could have been a lot higher. Mankind wins the WWE Championship for the first time, January fourth, nineteen ninety nine. That's top five. That's top three, maybe. Yeah, that's really great. That's up there. That ended the Monday Night War on some level. You well, could make you could make the argument for a lot of things that happened on Raw, from the DX invasion to Austin, Sonny McMahon, whatever. But that was. There was so much uh, tied into that from Shivani, uh, you know, slagging it off, saying, oh, that'll put butts in the seats, to what happens after that in the build to WrestleMania. And all. there's so much. To the Austin pop. Yeah, it's yeah. the hugest pop I've ever heard. I think, that the, I think that the real end of the Monday Night War was Shane buying WCW, if you want to work in kayfabe. That was also on the list. Okay. Shane's, uh, Shane's turtleneck was really something to that behold. Was a, that was a big one. It was a huge moment, but the fallout wasn't as exciting. I mean, that's the question I think we have with a lot of these moments. And I was having a conversation with people on Twitter about the best heel turns of all time. And you can say the moment was great, but how much 
does the execution of the aftermath play into well, your remembering this sure. thing? It, it it affects our memory for sure. Yeah. Our memory of the event and that, that affects how much we remember the even the big moment. I always think the barbershop heel turn with Shawn Michaels was a bigger deal than maybe it really was because they didn't feud for another year and a half or something because Marty Jannetty got fired. But Shawn went on to be one of the greatest heels ever. Of course. So, and baby faces, but all right. Number eight, uh, Trish Stratus versus Lita. The first time women ever main evented raw. And that was uh, December 6, 2004. It was a fine match. I, I, I literally didn't remember. Jericho's this, de- debut is cooler than that. Is that up there? Yes. Well, that was a, on Sunday okay. Night Heat, though, wasn't it? The Jericho debut? <laughs> wasn't it on no, that like, New on. Year's special that Sunday Night Raw. Heat? Um, no, no. This Trish Lita match, I actually rewatched it this morning. It, it's, it's a very, very good match. And the crowd's really hot. And yeah. it's really cool that, they're, that they were headlining. But that's not one that I think anybody would have come up with. Um, really? Maybe we're just all vile sexists. Uh, number seven. Um, don't have to go too far back in time for this. Seth Rollins turning on the sh- his brothers in the Shield. That was a big moment. Recency moment. bias, but yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, cool. of course, it's a recency bias. Where was the uh, Triple H, uh, Randy Orton, um, when Batista had oh, on his shoulders? That the, guy the that was down. on the list. Was that on yeah. the list? That was definitely in their like Raw Greatest Gifts thing that I was looking at the other day. <laughs> I I assume that it's on there somewhere. Um, Where's Katie Vick on this list? Damn it! <laughs> um, so yeah, but but Rollins turning on other members of the Shield. I mean, that's that's big. That's, that's yeah, it. it's it's big. I just don't know if it's top ten. Let's, let's continue. We have very little time. Oh, according no, to don't, Jim, don't listen to Jim. Okay, number six. Uh, I'm not going to bias you. I, I am. This is a weird one. Roman Reigns claims his yard in front of a rowdy post WrestleMania crowd. April of this past year. Okay. How WWE of them to do this to That's, us? This, this shows that the list has worked. Yeah. But that was a crazy moment. Yeah. I had just gotten back from Orlando. I was watching Raw. I wish I could have been there. I had to come home. And just to hear how upset that crowd was. I've never, I, I haven't heard heat like that since I was a kid. They just hated him so much. We're talking about following through on execution. So if The Undertaker comes back... Does it it's matter? All for naught. It ruins the whole story. And if the, but shouldn't the Undertaker? I mean, how could the Undertaker not challenge Roman Reigns if he comes back? <laughs> I want to wrestle John Cena. <laughs> Why? Well, I think that I think that the way that they do it and have Roman so you know in the with the Miz, an actual current day booking. I think that what they do is the Undertaker comes out and says, "I know there's been some speculation uh, about whether or not I did retire. Um, I want to actually say that I am definitely." officially re- dun, 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 dun. Cena yeah. comes in no you got one more in you that's a they'll good way to do it they'll strap the, the t- oh. a, a title on it as, yeah as long if, as Undertaker is not coming back saying I want to wrestle more then it doesn't make sense for him not to go beat up Roman Reigns if there's one thing we've learned on this podcast it's that if Skylar Austin fantasy books something it's not going to happen in WWE <laughs> so no that's it I think that's absolutely great number five on the WWE's list was the first time Stone Cold Steve Austin gave Vince McMahon the stunner September 22nd 1997 um, I was saying before we went on the air that all this Stone Cold Vince stuff just blurs together and it's really it needs to be in the top five so like okay give it that you know that that's a great spot for it and I guess the first one, yeah, is the most memorable. I mean, is the most like momentous one. I don't know if I'd say memorable because it's all just one big sort of cloud of stunners. But I mean, at this point, I don't think we even knew if Vince could bump. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was He'd a, never it was done a it big before. moment. Yeah, he clearly couldn't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really take the 
best stunners. He 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 did a good you know when he's on his back a, a good little shake rattle yeah. and roll there for you. But I thought that was what was interesting was culturally in that first moment when I watched the actual clip that they showed Vince just talking about you have to stay. There's a system you have to tow the company line. I mean the metaphor for all the people, all the working men that were watching during that Attitude Era. That was a big thing to say. F U D the boss, which is why that became you know one of the biggest rivalries in WWE of all time. I think you can't understate. You can't overstate how important all of that was and how well told it was up to a certain point. Obviously, eventually it gets kind of muddled and confused when you add The Undertaker to it and Stephanie McMahon being sacrificed and all that, the black, the black wedding. But oh, yeah. it's incredible. Let's move on. There are a lot of good Stephanie McMahon things in the, in the top 25. The wedding was... I thought Viscera was a great ring bearer. <laughs> you guys don't think? <laughs> oh man, what Viscera. a great, what a great super sketchy moment. We'll talk about some sketchy moments uh, in a little bit. The um, number four, the debut of Chris Jericho and The go. Rock drinking it in. That's the way that uh, sportskeeda.com has this titled. Uh, yeah, Jericho's debut was one of my greatest moments. Incredible. He was so over in WCW at that point yeah. too. Yeah, and it was one of the, it was just like a real. It was a legitimate question. Like even after you know you knew that WWE had signed him. Uh, just whether or not they'd know how to use him, you know? And the fact that they just threw him right in with The Rock, it was just like, like what a what a huge moment. As much as he struggled for the first couple years he was in the WWF, it's incredible to, to realize that they nailed the presentation of him from day one. He's mm-hmm. basically got the same music. That Titantron was super cool. Uh, his look from the, the ponytail he had from WCW uh-huh. to the Y2J moniker, all of that stuff was already done for them i mean they did it but they finished the package and he just had to grow into being in the wwf locker room it's true number three you may say recency bias yeah i say legit occupy raw march 10th 2014 no i'm i'm 100 on board with that that was a crazy moment can you believe that was almost four years ago I kind of, <laughs> yeah, I, a little bit, yeah. Wow, that seems like more recent to me. But uh, another thing uh, on the list where is an organic moment, it was a, a perfectly told story, even if it was told by accident, it ended up working out in, in, in a better fashion than it ever could have if they had tried. Yeah, it was really great. I miss Daniel Bryan. Let's hope those betting odds bear out. Hey, what better place to to come back than a rumble where you don't have to work that much? You just do your spots and you go home. Number two, CM Punk drops the pipe bomb, June 27th, 2011. Important, yes. Uh, Bigger than the first stunner on McMahon? I don't think so. Bigger than Tyson? And and this was, Rosenberg was saying this on Twitter, and I 100% agree with him, that Tyson and Austin squaring off before WrestleMania 14 was another moment where I was like, oh, we're moving back towards WWF supremacy here. I think that what what I liked about CM Punk making it that high in the list, to me, just gives me faith that he will return. That they have such reverence for that moment that they're still mentioning his name on such a grand scale. That makes me excited because that, of course, was not even like a moment, an in-ring moment. That was a very, you know, breaking kayfabe moment. Can I I say that Kazee is... uh, Still standing for CM Punk and and alleges that he's going to be uh, at the Rumble. Does he say that? He's on the on our Twitter th- our our text thread. Are you not reading the text? No, I don't read anything. If um, Royal Rumble was in Chicago, I would I, say maybe. I have heard that they that you know we've got a surprise appearance or two in store on Raw next week. Now, uh, I immediately got excited. It's a little CM Punk tingle up my leg, but 
That's not CM no Punk. Way. That's I would scoliosis. not. I think I, I believe that. Um, I, I think I believe that if CM Punk were coming back, I would not be hearing about it. I don't think I, I just I have a hard time. I they, they he needs would, a fast lane running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got to show up at a really lame pay per view. <laughs> Great balls of fire! CM Punk is here. I, I think I think it would be too big of a deal. I think they would they would keep that a secret. Yeah. All right, maybe. Well, because he's connected, man. He's locked in. Oh no, no, no! I mean, the fact that the the stuff that he's heard, I think, is legit. But it's just like I think specifically people talking about plans for the twenty fifth. And I I just don't. I just think it would be. He that, is also still under contract with UFC. There you go. I think that, that they didn't could, stop I think Lesnar they, though. Yeah, That's they can true. negotiate. They should. They can negotiate an exit. I think this this would be the time to do it. Um, I mean, it's actually it's a it's it's a similar to talking about UFC. It's very similar to the Conor McGregor situation and the fact that like both of them are doing things. I mean, Conor McGregor is not fighting for UFC, just like CM Punk's not fighting for WWE. Um, but like the fantasy booking clock is going to run out at some point, right. right? Conor McGregor can fight this fall and make. $25 million for a fight or something like that. But if he, you can't just like come back in five years, you know, sure. and CM Punk's CM Punk doesn't have that much, that much tread left on the tires. Also, here's, here's a big problem for CM Punk and UFC. His first fight was box office, obviously, because you oh, want to yeah. see the first one. The, is there any interest in the second one after he got destroyed? No, as a fan of both, his stock couldn't be lower in UFC and his stock mm. couldn't be higher at the moment in a, in a WWE, which return. is why he comes back. And then maybe he does finish out that contract when his stock is higher, when he's had some visibility on national television besides the challenge. Sure. Unless if they're just all going to stick it to the man and at the all-in pay-per-view, CM Punk <laughs> versus, versus Daniel Bryan. With Chris Jericho as a special guest. Right I here. would pay them personally $10,000 a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> to get in there. It's a all sellout. Right. Skyler's on the record to come take his money. Uh, number one was Stone Cold driving the beer truck to the ring. There could be a lot of Stone Cold moments up there. I guess that was a huge one, but I don't know that for me it hasn't aged particularly well. My my favorite Austin moment, and uh, this is something that Austin this, talked This one about. is? No, this oh, is not okay. mine. Uh, Austin uh, had Vince Russo on his podcast. Hard to listen to for obvious reasons. Listen, bro. Listen, listen Steve. Okay, bro. Okay, bro. But he mentioned one of my favorite wrestling moments, period, but my favorite Austin moment is when Austin came out to save Stephanie McMahon from the Black Wedding. Yeah. It was such a weird thing for Austin to do because he had always been this like loner rebel character to save this young girl from this satanic ritual. I thought it was a really interesting evolution of his character and it was a huge pop and a moment that you know, I still think about as, as one of the best wrestling moments uh, of Raw history. He was such a knight in shining armor in that moment, yeah. except he was... Wearing cutoffs <laughs> and a skull shirt. It looks like a Klansman or <laughs> with two knee braces on. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold pops up a couple other times on the list. Um, number twenty one is is the Tyson incident. Should have been tons Way higher. higher. Yeah. And then fifteen, Stone Cold attacking Vince McMahon in the hospital. There are a lot of comedy moments uh, on the eleven to twenty five. Uh, there was the there was the uh, Rock. This is your life. Um, I don't know if you count the Stephanie Triple H wedding the as wedding. comedy, but I don't. It's pretty I, funny for test. <laughs> I think, it, looking back, though, the fact that he just drugged her and took her to a drive through wedding, I mean, that wouldn't play well in 2018. Really, really tough. Okay, so Katie Vick, where is that? Where is Choppy Choppy? Uh, your okay, pee -pee? so this is, uh, Sports Illustrated did a top 10 list of the most shocking moments from Raw. Some of these made the list, most of them did not, but number one was Pillman pulling the gun on Austin. Two was Kai and Ty chopping off Val Venus's pee-pee. Mm -hmm. uh, three was the Black Wedding Undertaker abducting Stephanie, trying to marry her. 
Uh, well, you're two, Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> number four was the Triple H Stephanie McMahon wedding, which did make WWE's list. That Triple H calling Vince McMahon dad should just be replayed at the beginning of every episode of Raw. Um, Where's HLA on this list? I don't know if it's on here. Number five was <sighs> was Bubba power bombing Mae Young off the stage. That did make WWE's list. Number six was Triple H. Triple H has sex with a corpse is yep. the official. There you go. Uh, entry. Um, That's number the, uh, seven was Edge. Having live sex with Lita. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jason Gallagher, uh, ringer video producer extraordinaire. This is like the only moment of wrestling he wants to ever talk to me about. <laughs> Just the rated R celebration. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, it, there there are a lot of great moments in Raw, and we're gonna see a lot of them replayed this coming Monday. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We got to get out of here soon. But do you have any hopes for the 25th anniversary, Ross Skyler? Like, what's what 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 is your how would you fantasy book this episode? It's hard because it is the go home show for Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So they have to advance some story. There's a lot of ground to cover, and I know they have three hours and ten minutes to do so. Yeah. But to get enough nostalgia in, to get, you know, I think what's what I'm hoping for is that is that it has this layered moment where something comes out, you think it's a nostalgia act, then all of a sudden it comes into the Royal Rumble, not in an eye-rolly way. Yeah. You know, I don't think Undertaker just declares, I mean, which, by the way, would be a huge moment yeah. if he declared in the Royal Rumble. You don't even know what his intentions are. Actually, that would be a perfect version of a segment to me where you think it's just going to be some slow burn and then it turns out to have a lot of relevance. They also have the potential, and, you know, New York traffic, is a is a monster, but you could do something like Undertaker opening the show at the Hammerstein Ballroom, and then put him in a car, put him in a, a van, and get him to the Barclays Center for a big end of night yeah. appearance too. I mean, that would be one way you could announce his appearance, but then also pull off a shock. <laughs> the first thing he has to say is, "Where's my hat? Do you guys, do you guys keep my hat <laughs> for continuity? I really that's have, I don't that's have true. One. He doesn't have a jacket either. He's yeah, just really cold get, in New York. He just comes out in a Roots of Fight t-shirt. Guys, uh, yeah. My gear. Lee. I left it in Orlando last year. Uh, apparently, he's in great shape, The Undertaker. He had his hip surgery. So. I saw him really? at SummerSlam at catering. Whew. Did he look just good? Loading he up on great. steak He was just eating white rice with Kurt Angle. There you go. No, it was, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he looked happy. He looked rested. He looked awesome. I great. couldn't believe that he was right there. <laughs> my, uh, my really hope scary. for uh, Raw 25, Hulk Hogan comes out, followed by the New Day, and they just humiliate him for the entire segment. Just make fun of him. We're getting, I feel like we're getting to the point where Hulk Hogan's return is inevitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said he's not going to be on the show. Oh, yeah, I think that's that, that's probably a safe bet. It's it's wise for them not to have him on the show. Sure, it should be, but at some point it's going to be even more damning to bring him back after letting him sit off TV for like five years or something. You know? Do so you think they trickle him in, like let him show up to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, maybe I induct mean, someone. Listen, he, he still has a presence on the network. He certainly has a presence in documentaries about WWE. He's using the Flair doc, obviously, and I mean, I think that's the. I mean, he's going to st- steadily comes back. It's going to be a wacky moment. Wacky is the wrong word. It's going to be a big <laughs> moment when he comes back, regardless of how well they play it. It's going to be a, a lot of people shitting on it on Twitter. I may be one of them, depending on the night. Um, and you can't bring him back on like a random SmackDown or, you know, Great Balls of Fire uh, and expect people not to notice. You know, people outside, it's, oh, it's not WrestleMania, it's not SummerSlam. Can they just bring him back as Mr. America and just never acknowledge and just, pr- just pretend that that's Hulk Machine? Oh, yeah. There you go. Bring it back. It's Hulk Machine. And then just like CGI Hulk Machine into every instance <laughs> of Hulk Hogan on the network and just let that be our new. That'd be great. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. Real quick before we go. Yeah. Bill, Bill Goldberg Hall of Fame. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
our first uh, announcement. I think it's great. I think uh, he really redeemed himself in that run, even though it wasn't a lot of matches. That WWE 24 or 365 or whatever that that, uh, That documentary is called was super good. Um, It humanized a guy who went out of his way to not seem human. And that was what made me not hate him. When did that come out? Was it just like a couple months ago? A couple months ago. I was going to say one. I don't. I wish they would just do those things in real time. I mean, I know they have to. They're trying to drive everybody to the network, but I don't know why you couldn't do one of those things and just like throw it up on ESPN or Fox Sports leading up to Mania. I think it's probably better for the company to have it be a complete package than oh god, what could happen while we're showing this? What if someone gets a DUI? I think yeah, that, the turnaround also is probably an issue, and they we get. I mean, they chop up those segments that are pretty incredibly done. So yeah. I think they're like, well, let's let's bring this full circle. Take our time have an and, ending. and yeah. release it with a little bit of retrospect. I, I, I hear that. That's legit. All right. Uh, my hope for the 25th anniversary of Raw is that um, is that I enjoy the show. Is that a cop-out to say? Yes, because we all want to enjoy it. What's, what's your list of surprise returns? Paul White. The Big Show? You think Big Show's coming back? I, mean, I think he has to be there. I think everybody yeah. on, on staff. Yeah, Mark but Henry who, will be there. Oh, Mark Henry pseudo-retired this week? He said he retired the way that Ric Flair retires, that he'll he'll continue doing stuff. He wants stuff. one more. Yeah. He wanted one more the last yeah. I spoke to him. Everybody does. Everybody yeah. does. I think that, I mean, I don't even know who the big returns. CM like, Punk would be CM the one Punk would be everyone the biggest thing wants ever. to see. But the, yeah. but the list is like CM Punk and then like his number two is like Carlito. And then there's like <sighs> Big Cass. Carlito was I mean, there's so Big Cass yeah. and Jeff Hardy, but they're on the shelf for a while. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't move the needle for yeah. me because they've just recently been in WWE. But yeah, Carlito. That guy was so underrated. What a great promo. It's really good. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. We got to go, guys. All right. Well, Hill producer Jim says we're out of time. Skyler, thank you so much my pleasure. for coming on. you have anything you want to plug? Uh, not right now. Just my life. Awesome. You having like, a good life? I'm having a pretty okay plug life. that life. I'm, like it's it. 2018. Started working out. Really? I'll, st- I'll stop next month. Yeah. For your, oh, wait. I think you're preparing for your in-ring debut. Um, I'm going to plug my t-shirt, my chicanery t-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. Check it out. Right, you know what? Jimmy. I totally forgot. On Friday, uh, January 19th, the first six episodes of Trolls, The Beat Goes On, oh, yeah. comes out. I voice Branch, who Justin Timberlake did in the movie. I also sing some songs. And it's awesome, hilarious. If you have kids, it's a home run. Also, there's a bit of irreverence. The robot chicken people um, uh, did the, the 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 writing for this. So it's 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 a little bit uh, sillier than the movie. Um, but I will absolutely check that out. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, do you do you do you do the, the the talking and singing in the same studio at the same time? Yeah, or do they cut it up. Uh, there there are certain sessions where I have to sing, and I always ask to do the singing at the top of the session because generally all of the episodes I end up like screaming down a cliff or all these crazy things <laughs> where I have to shred my throat. So I I, I, I yeah, awesome. Well, we'll check that out, uh, and we will all check out Raw twenty five on Monday night. I'm more excited for that than I am the Rumble, but probably because it's this week yeah. and I can get hyped for it. And then we have a Royal Rumble right around the corner. We'll talk about that. And all of the Raw 25 fallout next week. Skylar, thank you so much for coming by. This was a joy and a pleasure and an honor. Schilling, you're always here, but I love you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, And apologies to Dean Ambrose, as always. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on the Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Masked Man Show. I'll shut this whole show down. What's this do? How do I shut this stuff off?